Hello. Uh, right. Gotta do these now because hundreds of you listened to the last one and uh, about half of those people subscribed to it. So they're expecting this every Monday now. Uh, well, it's not gonna be every Monday. It'll either be a Sunday night or a Monday or possibly a Tuesday, but we'll try to do one a week. Uh, this is four and four weeks. And there is news. There is news. Uh, I'm not going to the Edinburgh Festival this year, right? I'm not bringing a show to the Edinburgh Festival because the money I would spend, I'd much rather spend bringing my kids on holiday. Like when we went to Harry Potter Land last year, uh, which was burning, believe it or not, I hate Harry Potter, but the look on my daughter's face was kind of priceless, so it was well worth the going. And they've built the Forbidden Forest in it now. Uh, so we might go back this year instead of going to Edinburgh. Uh, the thing with Forbidden Forest is it's all spiders and shit in the movies. And I'm shit scared of spiders. Like, properly shit scared of spiders. Like, if I walk into a room, I can tell you there's a spider in it before I see it. Yes. Some people run about going, I see dead people. Me, I sense spiders. Uh, I fucking hate them. I do a freeze, cold sweat, freeze, and I call Mrs. McHugh for help. And that's why I married Mrs. McHugh. I remember the night I fell in love with her. I was lying in bed with her. I asked her to do something. And she got up and she done it. Without fear or hesitation or question. Yep, I asked her, whispered her, I says, honey, would you, and most women wouldn't do this. So would you, uh, you know, and she did, she got up and she done it. Uh, she killed the biggest fucking spider I had ever. This thing was so big, it was carrying a cello and playing the Jaws thing on the way across the room. Uh, so you know, the Forbidden Forest thing's full of spiders and stuff, so I don't know if I could hack that, but the wee girl wants me to go. And she says, and, and of course she's done, and you know what, she's like her mask, she's learned how to fucking play me. Because uh, she says, we're going to Forbidden Forest. And I'm like, honey, we're not going back to Harry Potter. Not. And she goes, but they've built the Forbidden Forest. There's loads of spiders in it. She goes, I bet you you couldn't do it because there's spiders in it. And of course, oh, you think so? You think? Same thing happened on the mobile phone. And if you don't know, I'm off my mobile phone for Lent. Uh, because my daughter bet me, well, not bet me, but basically she went, Daddy, why don't you go off your smartphone for Lent? And I went, what? And she goes, I bet you couldn't do it. Next thing, my smartphone is boxed up and I'm back using the Nokia 3310. Uh, basically, I've turned Lent, a time of reflection and self-sacrifice, I've turned it into an opportunity to prove a 12-year-old girl wrong. Uh, and I'm using the 3310 and I'm raising money at the same time, though I am raising money at the same time for the NSPCC. You can give us money at uh, justgiving.com forward slash back to the 3310. Uh, and you know, it's not having the phone's been good. Uh, this week, have I had any trials or tribulations without having it? Nope, I haven't. Not a one. Uh, at no point did I go, oh, I should be smartphone only. I didn't get lost, so I didn't need the sat nav. I've got CDs in the car, so I don't need the music. Uh, I was in the pub for a few beers, and there was people texting me, and I could ignore it. They, they couldn't tell if I'd read text messages on like a WhatsApp when you get two blue texts. The school, they, that is the curse, that is the being of people, men's existence. Not just everybody's existence. You can't bluff anymore. Like if your boss texts you and goes, Here, uh, we need a chef covered this evening. Any chance? Right? The minute you read that, he gets the two blue texts. They're not like the blue tech on Twitter that stops people pretending that you, they're you on the internet. No, these two blue texts, they're like totes. The two blue texts on WhatsApp. WhatsApp's a tout. That's what it is. WhatsApp's an informer. Like, 
can you do this shift? And you're like, oh, fuck. And WhatsApp's like, he's read that. He's read that, you know. He knows. He, what do you hear? What do you hear? He knows. He knows now that you've sent that. You know. He knows that you need a shift covered. He's like, no, so we can't say that. WhatsApp's a tout. Fucking two blue texts. Fuck off. Uh, I don't have WhatsApp anymore. It's great. So I get text messages people don't know if I've read them. I'm going to be honest, my boss has texted me a couple of times and I just went, I'm going to pretend I haven't seen those. And then he asked me, did you get that message I sent you? And you're like, nope. Nope, because there's no reception where I live. That's the fucking funny thing about this. Uh, Jesus went into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, so now I'm not using a smartphone. But here's the thing, Jesus probably had better reception in the desert than I get in Toronto. Balls, people text me, I'm making them a 40. Do you know what, there's a... Uh, Promoter was looking at me for gigs. Uh, I'm like, fair play to him, he's old school. Uh, our landline's crap. You have to unplug our landline use the internet. Right? I know proper fucking 1980s bullshit. Uh, so I had the, I have the landline unplugged quite a lot because you're trying to use the internet, slow as it is. I get no mobile phone reception. Uh, so he knows that he can't make the landline, he can't make the mobile, he can't text me. And, I don't always have the internet, so there's no real point in emailing me. He sends me letters to confirm gigs. Uh, confirm two gigs with me. He confirmed two gigs with me the other day. Don't think I can mention them yet, but I'm looking forward to them. Brilliant lineups, gonna be fun. Oh, and another news. Uh, I accessed what I said. I'm not going to Edinburgh this year. Didn't go last year. Oh, by the way. When you hear a comedian, if you're talking to a comedian, you go, oh, I'm at the Edinburgh Festival. Anybody can apply to go to the Edinburgh Festival, okay? The offers are not dished out based on, well, from what I can see, they're not dished out based on ability or profile or, or anything like that. That seems to be a complete random fucking allocation. Uh, but if you hear a comedian buying over arms at the Edinburgh Festival, it doesn't mean they're anything special, okay? I've been th three times doesn't make me special. Uh, but the thing is, I always like to write a solo show. I like to write a wee hour every year and do it as a show somewhere. So, I've wrote this year's show. Well, I haven't, I tell a lie. <laughs> I'm in the process of writing a show at the minute. But I've booked the venue. I've booked the date. I've booked the time. So, on the 5th of May, 2017, at... 8 o'clock, a show will begin in the Crescent Arts Centre in Belfast. That's 5th of May, 8 o'clock, Crescent Arts Centre, Belfast. Uh, it's going to be my own solo show. I'm going to have a support. Uh, I'm just waiting for him to confirm if I get the guy on. He's very, 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 very good. Uh, I'll be, tickets will be on sale soon. They're not on sale yet, but the room's confirmed, the booking's done, everything's done. I just need to get the the website linky thingy up for tickets and then I need 114 of you to buy a ticket and turn up and laugh right because the way I say it is I was, I'd done 18 nights with uh, Jake McCain I'd done, I think we done 9 nights in Belfast right? so 9 nights in Belfast on average crowds between 350 to 450 people so we'll call that my maths is shite we'll call that 4,500 we'll call that 4,000 people right? it might be more I don't know but at, at least 4,000 people. So I performed at least 4,000 people in Belfast uh, January for every time. So if I can't get 114 of you to come back and sit through me for an hour and a bit, then 
it's time to give this game up. Like, <laughs> so that's what saying. Yeah, so that show, uh, Terry McHugh says things. I think it's called. <laughs> I don't even know the name of my own show. I think it's called Terry McHugh says things. And that's going to be happening then. If that's a success, I don't know if people turn up. Then what I'll do is I'll book a bunch of other theaters around the place. Uh, like maybe in Armagh or. I don't know, Enniskillen, or places, yeah, now, now I'm just going to sit here and rhyme off places to you in Northern Ireland. Uh, what's this? I've got an email to say my application is approved. I don't remember applying for anything. Wait a wee second, we'll see what this is. Uh, I'll go to that, and that. What have I been approved for? There's an offer of a month to have on behalf of my supervisor sent you a personal letter. Oh, oh, right here, hang on. We might be cancelling that show, folks, because uh, I've got an email. Right. Dear Terry McHugh, I have taken this liberty to contact you regards an offer. About a month ago, I have, on behest, on behest of my supervisor, sent you a personal letter. Behest? What the hell does behest mean? Behest, a person's orders or command they had assembled at his behest. Synonyms, instruction, bidding, request, requirement, wish, desire. Right. So, on behest of my supervisor, sent you a personal letter. We have not since we have since not we have since not heard from you. It's fucking brilliant. We will try one more time contacting you via email. How does sixty-five thousand pound a month as starting today for free sound to you? Well, that sounds fucking tickety boo to be honest with you. Regular people just like you, with no particular, with no particular skills, can make a lot of money. You insulting bastard! Regular people like you, with no particular skills, can make a lot of money. Fuck you. If you're struggling financially and you're looking for a way to get more money to your account with no financial knowledge, this system is especially for you. Sign up today. Sign up today for and start making profits right now, Terry. Best regards, Austin Gray. Well, you know what, Austin Gray? You can go fuck yourself because I don't have any particular skills, apparently. Uh, apparently, I, I am not a nightmare for people like you, you insulting prick. How do these dickheads get your email address? Austin Gray, what a wanker. Uh, no other emails. No. So anyway, so this show's happening. Uh, I haven't written it yet. I promise that if, well, I can't actually promise. I'm promising nothing. I was going to say I promise it'll be funny, but to be honest with you, no. I will, uh, I will make no such promise. I'll do my best to be funny, but I'm making no promise. So that's happening in May. Uh, so it is. Uh, that email's annoyed me. No particular skills. Prick. Just emailing back. Go, At least I can fucking read English. Uh, so that show's happening. It's going to be fun. Crescent Arts Centre in Belfast, uh, which is a building I've never set foot in. I've never seen. I've only seen photographs of the theatre space. But I thought, you know what? Decent price for the room. Uh, give it a rattle. So like I say, 114 of you need to buy tickets and turn up. I'll let you know 
when those tickets are available. I'm not sure how much I'm going to charge for them yet because I don't know what I'm worth. I know I'm worth more than a fiver, but I don't know if I'm worth as much as a tenner. Yet, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So what's been happening this week? Oh, my kid. Uh, <laughs> Patrick came into my bedroom the other night and uh, he, he goes, he's like, Daddy, I have got Lego stuck up my nose. <laughs> he had Lego up his nose. Now, most parents would see this and they would go, oh my God, he's got Lego up his nose, what do we do? Whereas me, I looked at it and went, my kid's got Lego up his nose, there's jokes in this. Uh, and of course, me being, this is the kid who I told him one time, we got, when we got, we got a new cat, we got Misty, the cat, about three or four years ago. Again, I was away kicking in Manchester, came home and there was a cat that I didn't ask for or want in my house. And uh, he was called Misty, but he used to attack Patrick, like he'd scrap Patrick. And uh, I convinced Patrick that if he didn't move, that Misty couldn't see him. And I've got a video, right? Uh, I've just video. Patrick came out of the kitchen one day, and as he came out of the kitchen, the cat came out of the utility room. Yes, we have a utility room. There we are. Married a, married a surround woman with lambs down to an air guest. Utility room, three bathrooms, like garage. Don't have a carport, though. I'm not that big a dick. But anyway, Patrick came in the kitchen. Just he came in the kitchen, the cat came out of the uh, utility room. And seen him, and Patrick stopped dead in his tracks and didn't move a fucking muscle. And the cat completely, totally, and utterly ignored him. So I lied to Patrick that the cat couldn't see him if he didn't move. Patrick didn't move. Turns out it's quite possible that cats can't see you when you don't move. <laughs> uh, my other cat's got mental, Fluffy, who I think I might have mentioned to you before I wanted to call him Thunder. But there was a meeting in my absence. Thunder's a brilliant name for a cat. There was a meeting in my absence and we've had Fluffy for, geez, we've had Fluffy five or six years now. But he's my cat, I like him. Right? Like, I'd be sitting on the sofa and he's just caught me lie on me. And I'm like, oh, look, at least someone in the house likes me. Mrs. McHugh, because he always lies on me, sort of. He told me in that. And she's like, oh, cats can sense disease. You've probably got, like, an ulcer or something. That's why he's doing it. Thanks, he likes it, because you're going to die. Because she's... Mrs. McHugh is into all this sort of mystical stuff. Like, she believes in angels, right? No, I have no problems with people believing in angels, like, uh, you know, that when you die, you get wings, and you go to heaven, and you're an angel, right? That... I don't mind that, that's no problem. Uh, personally, I don't believe it, but if that's your thing, that's your thing. Uh, Mrs. McHugh takes that whole angel thing to a completely different level. Uh, speaking of which, Mrs. McHugh is at yoga at the moment. And my two boys are down in the kitchen, and I think I might have heard them killing each other. I'm going to pause this two seconds. You'll be happy to hear my kids haven't killed each other. Uh, <clears throat> so, so Mrs. McHugh takes the whole angel thing, the whole new levels. Uh, she believes you have an angel for everything. Every single one of us has her own angel for this, that, and t'other. So you've got a, a, a happiness angel, and a love angel, and a finance angel. And, a, and, and this is the best one. Apparently, every single one of us has a car park angel. Right? You have a car park angel. So the, and what she says is, when you go into a car park... Pray to your car park angel, and the car park angel will come along with its wings, right? And they'll find you a car parking space. So next time you're in Castle Court and you find 
a car parking space or in your Vicky Square or any car park anywhere in the world and you find a, a space, it's not because you're in a fucking car park and that's what you'd expect to find there. No, it's because your car park angel found. And I've wondered what kind of shit did you have to be when you were alive? To be sitting in heaven, waiting for a bell to ring so you could get your wings, and you're sitting there, and it's ding a ling a ling, and you go rushing off to the wing shop, and you go, oh my god, I'm here for my wings. And there's a guy standing there going, nope, no wings for you, here is a high vis jacket, you are on Donegal Square East car park duty for all eternity, now off you go. You know what I mean? Fucking car park. But then she's, she's in the fortune tellers and stuff too. She booked a fortune teller one time uh, for a party she was having. <clears throat> fortune teller didn't turn up because she was double booked. I think the fortune teller would have seen that coming. So you would have. So anyway, my cat, uh, my other cat has gone. What's it? It's gone mental. My other cat has lost the plot. Uh, it started chasing its tail. And I gotta be sitting there just mind its own, and then it'll go and start attacking with her and then run away like it's scared and then stop and stand and stare like it's staring at something and then chase his tail for half an hour. Now, again, Mrs. McHugh's like, cats can sense things. He can see something that we can't see. I don't know. He can see something. And, and I thought, right, okay, well, I'll, I'll find out what's wrong with the cat. I'll Google it. Turns out that my cat has got OCD. He's got compulsive disorder or obsessive compulsive disorder, uh, which would explain why he has to uh, turn the light switch in the kitchen on and off 27 times before he can sit down for the night. <laughs> but an OCD cat, for fuck's sake. So one of my cats is OCD and the other one's scared of his own fucking shadow. And I didn't want, I never wanted them. I didn't want these two bastards. I genuinely didn't. Uh, fucking idiots. Stupid cats. But the kids like them, so they gotta stay. The cats have gotta stay. I'm sure I started talking about something else and I've gone off on one. Uh, it's been an eventful week. Uh, of course, I suppose you can't sit talking here about the last week and talking nonsense and all that without mentioning uh, Martin McGuinness. Uh, Diane, on was it Tuesday morning? And uh, yeah, there's been lots, you know, lots said and lots done, and, and some people were like, oh, he was this, and oh, he was that, and oh, he was the other, and oh, blah, 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 blah. And then Gregory Campbell came along, and you were like, oh, fuck off, Gregory. Uh, such a, such a miserable, he's like, just, hello, I am Gregory Campbell. I am looking for a parade to piss on. It's like, the, the Honest to God, I reckon you'd ring that man and go, Gregory, five million quid, it's yours now. And he'd be like, no, I am not happy about that. It's like, you know what I mean? He's the type of fucker that I just think, you know, if a child came running up to him and went, oh, look, I got sweeties, he'd be like, ooh, all of your teeth are going to fall out. I'm Gregory Campbell. I am a miserable pisser on pissing on of parades. It's just, oh, he was on. I was like, oh, fuck off, Gregor. <laughs> now, I, I don't really care. And then Jim Allister, Jim Allister, come on, fucking hell. That man's just, like, 
Emma Gregory, Emma Gregory should form a party called the Miserable Bastard Party. They stand two sitting there, me, 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 me. two of them trying to see who could look the most fucking miserable. What are your policies? Our policies are to look as miserable as fuck. Just, we are going to look grumpy about everything. What about the health service? What can we do about the health service? I hate the health service. Okay, what about education? I hate education. The grumpy bastard party. That's the miserable, the grumpy bastard party. That's what they should call themselves. But uh, again, two Muppets. Waldorf and your other boy. Uh, but anyway. I don't really care. Well, what just what if you miss this? What do you think about me? I'm not getting on it. Uh, I don't have overly strong feelings about the whole thing. Uh, obviously, as everyone says, you know, he left a wife and children and grandchildren and brothers and whatever and sisters and, and family behind him. You know what I mean? And that's that's the main thing to think about when somebody dies. But I don't really. I've never met Mark McGuinness. I don't know nothing about him. Uh, I do know one thing about him though. I used to do a joke. And I love this joke. It was the first sort of topical joke I ever done, and then I realised why you should never do topical jokes because well you should never do them, but you know, do them if you want. Uh, but why I shouldn't do them. See, I get attached to jokes. I have I get favourite jokes. And this was one of my this this is my favourite joke for ages, and then I realised I have I gotta stop doing this, it's sort of out of date now. And it was about Mark McGinnis shaking hands with the Queen. And I remember at the time when Martin McGuinness was shaking hands to the Queen, there was lots of people up in arms about it, uh, sort of going, Right, I can't believe that Martin McGuinness, Marty, the leader of Republicanism, is shaking hands with that woman. Right. And then there was people like Gregory Campbell going, I can't believe that someone, the Queen, this is the Your Majesty is shaking hands with him, a terrorist. I am not happy. So I'm a Gregory, you're never fucking happy. Let's ask someone who's happy occasionally. And even people who were happy sometimes were sort of going, No, I'm raging about the Queen shaking hands with Martin McGuinness. Right? And you these two separate sides, you know. Uh, but you'd be hard pushed to find someone who would admit it to you, right? So I used to mention this, you know, with people that da, 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 da. And I, and I used to say this probably, you know, being in clubs and stuff, I go, there's people in this room who are probably raging that Mark McKenna's shook hands with Her Majesty the Queen. Uh, but you see, the difference with me and those people was that I have the balls, I have the balls to stand up and admit, I'll admit to you now, I will, I admit it to many, many rooms, theatres, comedy clubs, I admit it to many people, that I was raging, I was raging that Martin McGuinness shook hands with Her Majesty the Queen. I was not happy that Martin McGuinness shook hands with Her Majesty the Queen. I was dead against Martin McGuinness shaking hands with Her Majesty the Queen. Because when you think about it, it was Her Majesty's revenue and customs that put Glasgow Rangers into liquidation. Martin should have fucking hugged that woman. And that was the joke, right? That was the joke I thought. And I got word back from someone very reliable, came back to me and says, Here, Martin McGuinness has heard that joke you do about a meeting the Queen. He says, It's very, very funny. He really likes it and you should, he hopes you keep doing it. And I remember thinking, God, Marty likes one of my jokes. That's good. 
and it's better than getting told that you know here former IRA I'm on doesn't like I'll fucking joke you're doing wild hair you know what I mean <laughs> but he liked that joke uh, which he was kind of partially the you know the the thing of the joke and that meant to me that meant that Mark McGuinness had a sense of humour I think you could see that Marty had a sense of humour when he was hanging about with you know Paisley uh, Marty had a sense of humour though as far as I'm concerned. And to be honest with you, if you've got a sense of humour, then you're human. If you've got a sense of humour, then I could get on with you. If you've got a sense of humour, then you're halfway there. You know what I mean? Uh, so that's my memory of Mark McGuinness, the fact that he had a sense of humour. I like that in anybody. I really do. Uh, I think of our politicians laughed and joked and fucked about a wee bit more. We might get on a wee bit better. We might get, make it shit done. Because at the minute shit's not getting done. Uh, yes, Terry McHugh saying words on politics. Uh, I do a wee dip into politics every week. Uh, nothing's getting done. The deadline was today. The deadline came at four o'clock and it passed. And they have agreed to fucking nothing. Uh, and I'm sitting going, you know what? Have another election. Just go. But I've broken share of the English man come out and went, there's no appetite for another snap election. Everybody, you probably knows every voice I do is that There's no appetite for another snap election. We will not have another snap election. We have some very short weeks. And I was sort of going, he's got a couple of short weeks. I'm like, what the fuck? There you go. Who knew it? Fucking Stormont has shorter weeks than the rest of us. They have two very short weeks. Which might only be one week. I don't know. Right, but he's basically came out and he went, they couldn't agree on the colour of shite, so I'm going to give them another couple of weeks to see if they can agree on the colour of shite. Jerry Adams, he was out yesterday going, uh, Sean Fran are against uh, extensions to the talks or deadlines. And then your man goes, there's an extension. And Sean Fran goes, okay. Michelle O'Neill, oh, she's not Michelle anymore, I think she's Michelle O'Neill now. She was out going, my, 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 you know what I mean? And, and that's what she was saying. Uh, Arlene came out and she was like, oh, I am not happy. Blah, blah, blah. And, and they're all going, oh, the Irish language act. And then Sinn Féin did that. And Sinn Féin did that. And then Michelle Lee's like, Arlene Foster, respect equality. And that's like where we were fucking six, seven weeks ago before the election. We're right back where we started. Right? We're the DUP... We're fucking annoyed at Sinn Féin, and Sinn Féin were annoyed at the DUP, and the Sinn Féin weren't going to let the DUP be in government, and, and then we had an election, and all the posters went up, and, and those fucking things are still up there, by the way. Danny McCrossan, fucking SDLP, Tyrone, you, fucking, your shite is still up everywhere. Get it the fuck down. Uh, all the posters went up, the shite's still there, and then we all went and voted, and all came fucking back down again, and now we're at the exact same fucking position we were at, right? So there you go. We're, we're Northern Ireland, the only place in the world where you can have an election and then afterwards go, oh, hang on, I'm calling a mulligan. Mulligan, having a mulligan. You know what I mean? I'm surprised no one's come in yet and going, ah, shenanigans. It's just balls. Uh, five million quid. Apparently that's what it costs to have an election. Five million fucking pound. For them boxes, the like, 
if, if you gave me five million pound, right, Matt, there's five million pound, Harry, and we're going to come back in six weeks. Like, can you imagine, like, right, them fucking DIY shows, that Northern Ireland is a shit DIY show, DIY show with a, with a go, oh, hi, we're here at this property, that annoys me, by the way, they're not properties, they're fucking houses, right? See that home's on the hammer pish? We're here looking at a property. It's a house. This property has three bedrooms. It's a house. The kitchen is at the rear of the property. It's a fucking house. Right, but we don't know there's a shit DIY program, right? We're going, here we are. Uh, this slum lord has bought this house and he's going to convert it into flats for students. They come back six weeks later and it's like, the house is still riddled with damp, but the damp has been painted over. The mushrooms that were growing out of the walls have now been painted red with white spots to give them a feature. You know, but anyway, on, what the fuck am I talking about? We're a shit there. We're basically, we come along and we go, hi, we're DIY SOS. We've got one million pounds. We're going to make up this house. And then they come back in six weeks and fucking nothing has changed, right? But there's a million fucking pound missing and nobody is willing to own up to what the fuck it was spent on or who fucked the whole thing up. Right? It was like, bang on, you've done absolutely nothing to the house. No, um, well, can we have a million pound bag? Don't have it. What happened to the million pound? Fucking, you need to ask him. Well, I'll ask him then. You, come here, what happened to the million pound? Oh, you need to ask your man about it. That's Northern Ireland. There's a budget, do it up. And we go, ah, fuck it. It's fine the way it was. So, God knows what'll happen with that crap. Uh, if you've listened to all of this, thank you very much. It's always much appreciated. Uh, don't know if there'll be one next week. Uh, Article 50, whatever the fuck it's called, is getting triggered on Wednesday. They're also announcing the new Samsung on Wednesday. I bet you Samsung are raging. Let's announce our new phone. There's that voice again. You know announce our new phone on the 29th, and then Theresa May comes along and goes, ah, let's have Brexit the same day. They're sitting there going, bet you that bitch has an iPhone. Bet you fuck, that's what that is. Bitch has an iPhone. Uh, so Brexit's getting called, and well, Article 50's getting triggered on Wednesday. Uh, so I may not be able to do these anymore. Uh, I've, I've got a fu- I'm at I'm a wedding on Friday night. So I'm on Friday. Very, very good friend of mine. Two good friends friends of mine. That's, that's the case of this wedding. Normally, you know, when you go to a wedding, one of the people is a relative, and the other person you kind of don't know, or one of them's a friend, and you sort of know his wife. I know both these people. These are both two friends getting married. It's lovely. Wedding. Down south, me and Mrs. McHugh are going to room in a hotel, we're going to stay over, and the kids are going to mind it, it's going to be fucking brilliant. Uh, but it's down south, and we won't be part of the EU on Wednesday, and God knows what will happen. Maybe a hard border, a soft border, I'm fucking, who knows. But anyway, I'm going to stop rambling, uh, and I'm going to fire on random music from iTunes, if I could find iTunes. There you go, seamless and professional. This is why when I send things into the BBC that they want to know. <gasps> there you go. Oh.